Next on BYU Sports Nation, game day bingo is back. BYU hosting Wagner, and we're giving you 25 reasons to watch a game within the game. ESPN NFL analyst and father of BYU backup quarterback Bo Merrill Hodge joins us to discuss his son in BYU season. Plus, Corbin Kafusi of BYU basketball to preview Boom Shakalaka and New York Times bestselling author in studio, Jeff Benedict. Let's go. This is BYU Sports Nation, brought to you by the BYU Store, simulcast on BYU-TV and BYU-Radio. Now, from Studio B, here's Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. It's a Friday. BYU Sports Nation live in Radio Vision, presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. October 23rd, this is how we do it. Wherever and however you're dialed in, great to have you with us. I'm Spencer Linton, teamed up with mariachi band director, Jerem Jordan. Okay, there will be no more of that today. Mariachis are a thing in my family at weddings. Is it mariachi or mariachi? Well, are you going to pronounce it in Spanish or not? Nadia Gomes? I I don't know. Gomes. You tell me, we're in America. We are in America. (laughs) We're currently in the state of Americanness. Okay. Seriously, at weddings? Yeah, my mom's wedding, my sister's wedding. What about my yours? Cousin, not mine. No. You did not have a did mariachi have band. No, I, I just, I just did it. You did it by yeah. yourself. Yeah. Well, you know. <laughs> yeah, I, I clearly I you competed have the in the air trumpet. You yeah. have the talent, right? Do I? Did you see Johnny Linehan's tweet at me last? Of course night? I did. Okay, for those that didn't, of course I did. Why? How, how would I miss that? I, I, I pay attention to all of your tweets. I thought that the five three forty had died at least for a little while. Of course not. But then this video of sumo wrestlers <laughs> running out of the blocks in Japan on a track. Fantastic. Surfaced. You can't and, not smile watching that. And Johnny Linehan says, well, it's still faster than Spencer Linton's 40-yard dash. Listen, you're a semi-public figure. So when things happen, you, you know, people take shots because they know you can handle it, too. You're a likable character. How many middle-aged vanilla men can run... As Jamal Williams called you. ...an unofficial 5-1-6-40? That's a good question. I don't know. Define middle-aged vanilla men. I don't know. <laughs> I, I don't know. Yeah, whatever, Gianni. Next year... What's the plan? Next year at Pro Day that we'll both do it? We're do- are you going to do it? Yeah. Are you yeah. going to man up this time? I don't feel like I didn't man up you last didn't time. You didn't man up last time, or else you would have done it. Oh, okay. You would have uh, left me I'll out do there it at alone. Pro Day. <laughs> you chose that. <laughs> I, why, why did I have to get involved? <laughs> the elite thing. You chose that. People say the same thing about me not shaving my head. If you were a real friend, you'd shave your head too. No, see, I don't. I don't throw you in that. See, and you don't need to throw me in the other thing. But I'm going to volunteer to do it next time. That's okay. What I'm saying. Okay. Yeah, I'll do it. I'll do it. Here are today's BYU Sports Nation headlines. It's game day eve for yeah. Wagner and BYU coverage. Live on BYU TV. At 2 Eastern tomorrow with countdown to kickoff. An hour long to get you set for tomorrow's live game coverage on BYU TV. It's football all day long. It's going to be awesome. Boom shakalaka. Boom shakalaka. That's right. It's tonight, 9 Eastern time on BYU TV. We'll be hosting it from the renovated Marriott Center. Dunk contest, three-point shootout, skills competition, round-robin scrimmage tournament. It's going to be great. Check it out. 9 Eastern tonight from the Marriott Center. Yeah, that'll be new. Round-robin stuff. Fifth-ranked BYU women's soccer lost 2-1 to at San Francisco Uh last night. Probably lost BYU a shot at a number one seed in the NCAA tournament, which is a killer. Because that meant home field advantage potentially through the Elite Eight. But BYU can get some redemption against 20th-ranked Santa Clara team that has a high RPI. So 
BYU now needs to win this game against Santa Clara more than ever to try and reestablish some of that home field advantage that they want. Good things are still in store for BYU women's soccer, no doubt. This is without Ashley Hatch, and I guess Paige Huntsman hurt as well. 12th-ranked women's volleyball beat Pepperdine in three, led by Alexa Grace, 15 kills and 12 digs. Now, that's, that's a re- those are really good numbers in three sets. She leveraged the karma. Brigham plays at LMU tomorrow, 3 Eastern on the W.TV. With all that said... Time to rise and shout. It's time for What's Trending. You're talking about it, and so are we. It's What's Trending on BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation. Bingo! That is right. The winless Wagner College Seahawks visit 5-2 and two BYU tomorrow at Lavelle Edwards Stadium. We know it's not the most electrifying matchup. Wait, what? But it's still BYU football on a Saturday afternoon. That's right. There's only six precious home games, only 13 games a year. So, so it's a game. It's our game on BYU TV, so we're pumped. Not only did the Cougars have a chance to finish an undefeated October, mm-hmm. which they will, and get bowl eligible, also they will do that. We have given everyone across BYU Sports Nation a reason to watch tomorrow's game with 25 laser-focused reasons. <laughs> Back for its highly anticipated sequel is BYU Sports Nation. Bingo. That is right. How long did it take us to find those drops? Anyways, we have... That's a bingo. (laughs) (laughs) 25 reasons. Let's go over some of these, okay? So you can can download this. Follow us on Twitter. You can uh, see that we've uh, made this available to download and print. Okay, so you can follow along. Bo Hodge TD. Okay, let's just read off some of these. Okay. Uh, Trevor Sampson field goal. BYU by 17 plus, a.k.a. free space. That's the free space. Now, elite. If someone <laughs> says the word elite. Um, yeah, a Wagner score. That might be hard to find. Will, will there be a hamstring reference tomorrow? Hamstring? Blue goggles. <laughs> Devon Blackman touchdown. Is this a game against us? Staten Island mentioned. A BYU defensive timeout. <laughs> <laughs> Ah, uh, that's not funny. Uh, Hail Mary. Frank Wintrick. Wintridge. Yes. Wintrick. Um, AFR. See, look. For the review. Yeah, have some fun with this. Touchdown, Algie Brown. A Linehan punt. The rules are simple. Print out your bingo card at home. We are tweeting out the link and have already done so a few times on our BYU Sports one. Nation account. And rule two is do whatever you want. Watch the game on BYU TV. <laughs> fill in the squares as they come to fruition. It's what do B- I win? It's BYU football like you've rarely experienced. What do I win? You win an entertaining three hours that might have only been an entertaining hour. I don't bingo! Know. On yeah. this board, a few things we know will happen few things we would like to see happen and that brings us to today's twitter question what do you want to see saturday from byu versus wagner use the hashtag byusn what do you want to see from byu versus wagner at hosby it would be cool if it was like playground ball we gave them mangum and bronson to even it out <laughs> <laughs> that's yeah, a fantastic uh, idea uh, we'll give you guys Tanner mangum um and maybe devon blackman and bronson so uh yeah we'll just see how it goes that would be Terrible. That would be but terrible. If, yeah, if no one got hurt and you could guarantee that somehow, great. That's a great tweet by at Haas P. Here's what, here's what I want to see. I want to see uh, Bo Hodge thrive. I want to see him get meaningful reps to where he feels comfortable in the game. I want to see BYU score uh, a certain amount of points that they haven't scored in a long time, which brings us to the stat of the day. Ooh. It's the BYU Sports Nation stat of the day. 70. It's been 14 years since BYU scored 70. BYU needs to get 70. None of this 60 stuff. Let's keep the foot on the pedal into the fourth. I don't want to see Nate Carter running right up the gut until like under six minutes left in the fourth. That's what I want to see. 70 plus points. Bronco has better sportsmanship than I do. I'm telling you, for BYU to score 70 against Wagner, they're going to have to score 56 by halftime. It's true. 
You just spoke truth <laughs> because there's going to be some predictable ball in the fourth quarter, mm-hmm. in the middle of the third on, right? Bronco doesn't want to embarrass anyone, and I respect that. But I also respect, you know what gains you respect in the polls? Margin of victory, baby. Ask Baylor and TCU. That's why they're, if Baylor and TCU beat people by 20, it's different than beating people by 40. This is one of those games, put up some numbers, great, go home. You know what I also want to see? I want to see someone that would never get a touchdown opportunity get a touchdown. Johnny Linehan. Linehan, Bronson, Tijon Chroma at running back. Give me something. <laughs> Give me something different. I don't want to see. I don't, I don't want to see Nate Carter up the gut for a quarter and a half. I just don't. You know what I want to see? Devon Blackman finally get in the end zone. There you go. I don't care if it's against Wagner. That dude deserves to celebrate a touchdown in the end zone. Better yet, better do it against Wagner because then you can do some Michael Jackson dance, you, jump into the stands, you get a know penalty. He's getting a penalty, and it won't matter if Devon Blackman scores a touchdown. He will get a penalty. It's going to happen. Might as well happen against Wagner. Remember J.J. DeLuigi against Wyoming in 09? He did, he did this little dance move in the end zone. And after the game, I asked him about it. He said, yeah, I planned that. And I said, you planned to get a penalty? Why did you plan to get a penalty? <laughs> the best celebration I can ever remember witnessing in person was when James Dye jumped into the stands <laughs> after he returned a kick for a touchdown. I think it was against Rice. Or I don't know. Some of those classic 16-team whack games. Amazing. That was awesome. <laughs> Just ran through the end zone and jumped into the stands. That's awesome. The Lambeau Leap at Lavelle Edwards Stadium. The yeah. Edwards exit. In all seriousness, I want to see Devon score a touchdown. It's been too long. He is so due. Okay, and the second thing is, and it might come from Devon, uh, can BYU return a kick for more than 29 yards? Yeah, that's the longest kick return of the season so far. Which Devon came Blackman, from Devon Blackburn. against UConn. So a 30-plus yard kickoff return, please. I forgot what those look like. I'll be honest. BYU, I can't, I can't one remember. of the worst teams in the country. Yeah. Bottom 10. Oh, hopefully this is that, – that's one of the areas you hope to get better on. Hey, can special teams be better? Garrett Jurgens has a 39-yard punt return, and you think, okay, maybe there's something there. Then he breaks his collarbone, so he's out. Believe it or not, there are multiple purposes to a game like this. Wait, what? ESPN's Trevor Maddich explained his benefits of a BYU-Wagner-esque game to us on Monday. It goes well beyond just resting the starters. It's also getting the depth, the experience that they'll need to be able to come in and contribute more as the season goes on. That goes to what you said, Bo Hodge thriving. And so let's put numbers to that, Jeremy. 100 yards, more than 100 yards passing and 50 yards rushing or something like that? Yeah. Yeah, keep it really simple. 100 yards passing for Bo Hodge and, and one or two TDs. I would I would rather see BYU develop its pass game with Bo Hodge than hand the rock off. BYU could you said it yesterday. BYU could hand the ball off every play and win this game Handily. by a large margin. Yes, but let's let's see some stuff from Bo Hodge to where you think okay, hopefully nothing happens to Tanner Mangum. But if it did, that Bo Hodge has a little more experience because what we saw against East Carolina was his freshman moment. Hopefully, hopefully you know there's probably going to be more of that kind of thing. And Tanner Mangum's a freshman, but has overcome those kind of moments. Bo Hodge needs to get some run. Coy Detmer, get some run. 25 reasons to watch the BYU-Wagner <laughs> game tomorrow with our bingo card, including a space that has a Detmer completion. Mm. A Detmer completion. Just one. Just one. It would be awesome. Little will do. The conversation happening right now on Twitter. Use the hashtag BYUSN. Join BYU Sports Nation. What do you want to see Saturday from BYU versus Wagner? Let's go to the Twitter machine. 
At Leif Peebler says, as few starters in the game for as little time as possible. Two drives. That's what I'm calling. Two drives. Maybe three. Christian Stewart played the entire first half against Savannah State last year, but he was not hampered with a hamstring that's right. injury. That's right. So, yeah, that's one of the, the storylines for sure. You didn't have, uh, you know, crazy tough November games either. Hey, I'm just hearing Trevor, Mad- Trevor Maddich just found out that we had the bingo card, and this is his reaction. Oh! <laughs> yeah! He's excited. That's a slight exaggeration. <laughs> At S-R-R-A-S. SRAS. 40-plus points. I want more than 40. A humming offense, a shutdown defense, and no injuries. There 40. You go. I want 70. Yeah, Jaron wants 70. It's going to be in the high 50s. You don't think 64 last year against Savannah State? Not the weather. The points. Okay. Okay. Coming up, Corbin Confuci of BYU Basketball brings the boom into Studio B. Will he win the dunk contest tonight? What special acrobatics does he have planned? This is BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Simulcast on BYU Radio and BYU TV. Conversation happening right now on Twitter. Follow us at BYU Sports Nation. Use the hashtag BYUSN. Speaking of the BYU store. That is correct. We have another deal for you, a Friday deal. A deal? BYU Sports Nation special again at BYUsport.com. Today only get 30% off select replica jerseys courtesy of our sponsor, the BYU store. This is not Fred Warner or Taysom Hill. This is just a number four, you know? It can be whatever you want it to be. Is this the Akile Davis jersey? Oh, no, this is Moroni Laulu Pututau. not the Moroni Laulu Pututau jersey? Yeah. Exactly. So Whatever. check it out. You get what? What did you say? 30%, 30% off? 30% off. Nice. Nice. Yeah, it's, cool. Fred, it's the Fred Warner jersey behind me on my behind my right shoulder, right? And there, I think we have a pink one on set yes. as well for the ladies. Or there what are I, I'm plenty. wearing purple, for goodness sake. Might as well wear pink. Whatever. <laughs> yeah, also, why are you wearing purple? Why not? Hey, BYU and Wagner's tomorrow as well. Countdown to kickoff starts at 2 Eastern time. Check it out. We'll uh, show you the live warm-ups. It'll be great. BYUstore.com. Click on BYU Sports Nation's button to choose your jersey 30% off today. Twitter question today. What do you want to see Saturday from BYU against Wagner? Let's ask our first studio guest today that very question. Corbin Kafusi of BYU Basketball. Welcome back, <laughs> up, man. Bro? How's it going? Okay, a couple of things. Nice snapback. Thank you. Two, what do you want to see tomorrow on the football field, BYU-Wagner? I just want to see an absolute blowout. <laughs> You know. like, like, how many points are we talking about? Oh, gosh. that's It's hard to put numbers on it because, I don't know, it depends. Offense points, defensive points. I want to say more than 40 at least. That'd be good. Jeremy wants 70. I want 70. Yeah, I was really I'm thinking getting, 60, but I'd go safe with more than 40. I'm getting really <laughs> Thinking gritty. 60. Absolutely. What's it been like to watch your brother uh, wreak havoc in opposing backfields, especially mm-hmm. last week? It, it's been awesome. The best. It's the best feeling. People don't like sitting by me because I just go too crazy, you know. <laughs> well, how can not, how can somebody not like that? Um, I'm large, and so I kind of bump <laughs> into people. No. Do you have to buy two tickets to go to a game? Because uh, of your, I I with, wish I had two tickets, yeah. but I just kind of make, I make space. Person. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you rebound in the stands. Exactly. Yeah. Corbin Kafusi of BYU Men's Basketball in the dunk contest tonight, featured in BYU Boom Shakalaka, the BYU Basketball Showcase, live on BYU TV, 9 p.m. Eastern. Let's talk about the dunk contest. Different format this year. It's going to kind of be like like layup lines. You guys are just going to show off. What do you have planned, man? 
That's the hard thing because of the change of things, the layup lines. Like, okay, when do I have to show enough? Because you don't want to show everything, but at the same time, it's like I got to get into the, mm-hmm. the final. The final. There's a there's so. a fan vote and a judges vote. One's That's a lot for, better. I like that. I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. Now you do. Okay. So yeah. how does this change things for you? Do you, well, do you have a couple dunks planned? I, I've got a couple planned, of okay. course, but now now I got to get more creative between mm. now and tonight. <laughs> okay, you're running out of time. Yeah. <laughs> True. How many hours away are we? In the eight, nine. Um, Quincy Lewis came on the show yesterday. He said he likes power dunking, so he, you are his favorite. What do you think of that? Well, I guess I'm the heaviest dunker, so that's power, I guess. Just rip, <laughs> just rip the rim off and you'll win. Okay, you know what? I think that's a good place to start for my ideas. The dunk contest uh, layup line idea is a cool one because you guys do this every game. Yeah. Before the refs come out, this is a thing you guys do is kind of do your dunk, show off for the crowd. It's kind of fun at home. Yeah. So, so that may make it a little easier in this way, right? It's yeah, I kind of like that, that it's you know a little more free-flowing because with the dunk contest, you get so nervous sometimes just sitting around like, okay, I've got this much time to perform dunks. But I think it's going to be good for everyone. Corbin Kafusi of BYU Basketball with us in Studio B on a Friday previewing Boom Shakalaka Round Robin Tournament tonight. We haven't seen that. This is the third annual Boom Shakalaka. Your team is as follows. Emery, or Nick Emery, Chase Fisher, Jake Toulson, Jamal Ates, Corbin Kafusi. That seems pretty loaded. Are you guys not the favorites? You know, I'm not, I'm not going to comment on that, but I'm excited for that too <laughs> for our team. <laughs> Chase Fisher would comment on that. He, he would say he will. Gonna, you're going to win, right? Oh yeah. Okay. Who who's your, who's your biggest threat? Who's the biggest challenge on the team mm. uh, of opposing teams? I guess I don't, I need that in front of me, but why wouldn't you win? Um, I don't know. I think any guy can catch fire. Okay. Like any guy can catch fire, and we That's got great enough. shooters. So some guys might just be firing tonight. <laughs> Four-minute scrimmages up and down. This is something I guess you uh, finish practice with yeah. generally? Yeah, a lot of times we'll finish with scrimmages and whatnot. It's pretty good. Clock keeps running until I think a minute left mm-hmm. uh, in, the, in the drill. Give us an idea of how fast-paced that is and what we're going to see. Um, depends on the practice, I'd say, because if we haven't done a ton of already up and down the court stuff, then we're moving. Like It's fast-paced. We're scoring a ton of points. <laughs> But then sometimes we're just dead at the end of practice, and so it's hard to be as fast-paced. So it's nice that it's a running clock. <laughs> is, is it a conditioning drill of sorts because kind of, you want yeah. to get up and down? Exactly, yeah. It's definitely mm. part of the conditioning because you're trying to push yourself at the very end of practice. So I like it. Compare your mentality last year at this time before Boom Shakalaka to this year as a basketball player. Where, where are you? How do you feel? Um, I remember last year I was so nervous. Like Everyone kept talking about Boom Shakalaka and the dunk contest and what are you going to do? And I remember for like a week before I was just like, oh, and then I didn't even know if I was going to do it because I had a little knee problem. And coach was like, if you don't practice this many days, then you shouldn't probably do it. So I was like, I got to practice and do all this stuff. But now it's a little bit. You know, we're a little bit calmer about it. You've played in front of big crowds. You've done the stuff. Yeah, so I'm not just, you know, I'm not too starry-eyed about it. When you look at uh, your health going into this year, you, you, feeling, you feeling good? Yeah, you the a lot, this year? a lot better. Everything feels great right now, so. And how has that changed maybe practice for you in your development? Uh, I think it changes everything, you know, experience being in with the team day in and day out allows you to not only mesh with other players, but you just have a better sense of what's going on all the time. It doesn't matter who we talk to, whether it be a coach or a player, 
the defense has been a major subject during the offseason and the improvement there. Why will BYU basketball have better defense this year? Well, I think that's just it because it's been such a point of improvement that everything we do is very defensive-based and a lot of the stuff we work on now is very technical. And I think last year we, we did a lot of defensive stuff, but maybe we weren't as technical in some areas than others. And so this year, since everything is focused on it, everything's it's just tightening the screws on every little piece of it. Is there an assumption? I, I mean, you're still going to practice and work on it, but is there an assumption that, okay, we're going to be a good offensive team, but if we change our defense just a little bit, that might make a major change? I think uh, I think that is you know part of it. We know that we we can score. We have a lot of scorers on the team, and so it's like, all right, this is going to happen. It comes easier scoring for us. Comes easier. So it's like if we can make the adjustments defensively, that's is what's going to make the biggest change in the way we play. Will we see an alley oop to you this season? Is that going to happen? I I would love for that to happen <laughs> on more than one occasion. <laughs> Understatement of the yeah. season. <laughs> Yeah, when, when you look at um, last year and even when Bronson played, uh, you guys are so physical, right? So the foul told end, ended up being high at times. Yeah. What have you worked on with that so that you can stay in the game longer? Uh, a lot of that is just the coaches telling me at times in practice, like you want to be physical, but there's a time to be physical and a time to kind of play it smart. And a lot of times they'll tell me, hey, if you do it like this, you're going to be sitting by me, and we don't want that. And so just <laughs> the constant reminders is helping me a lot. Well, they're changing the way that the game is officiated as well. You, you are allowed a little bit more contact yeah. down in the post particularly. So that, that should help out, right? That's huge, yeah. We can put a forearm now on guys, which is so big because last year we just didn't know what we were doing, just putting your chest at them, and it's easier to move people like that. I, I still can't – I just think just about the post matchup at Gonzaga, and that cost me a shave head, you know, so I think about it a lot. Um, <laughs> that, that you, as a walk-on freshman, and you had developed a lot at that point, and Ryan Andrus and Isaac Nielsen and Luke Worthington, that that group – you guys took on Shemek Karnowski and DeMontis Sabonis, and you beat them. I mean, mm-hmm. it's more than just that, but how, how did maybe that game give you guys a sense of what you're capable of as a, as a young post group? And you've added weapons to that. Mm-hmm. I think that really helped us to see our potential like you were talking about, especially because so many times we didn't live up to what we thought we could have. And so to have a game like that really just boosts your confidence and it solidifies things that the coaches are telling you, like that you are capable of this stuff. And so you just have more confidence going into the next game. You defend Jamal Ates and Kyle Davis in the post. Mm-hmm. A lot of questions about what type of players those guys are. What do they bring to BYU basketball? What do you mm-hmm. see from those two guys in practice? They are very finesse players. They have a great feel for the game. Jamal, he has a great feel for the game and is very shifty and good at getting to where he wants to go and experience. And then Kyle, I almost see Kyle as a European post because he's so good at so many different things. Hmm. He's so good at scoring with his back to the basket and then facing up as well. And so they're both just very, you know, very diverse scorers. We failed to mention your brother Devin leaves on a mission, I believe, in a few days, right? Yep, next week. Next De- week. Devin, He's a what's up? football signee. Yep. We wish you the best of luck and, uh, you know, go get him, man. If we, if we could have him in studio to sign the Rise Up flag or something, <laughs> yeah. we would do that, but that'll happen later. The third Kafusi yeah. missionary. Exactly. Yeah. It's, it's crazy. And where's he going again? He's going to Germany. Germany. Wow. Yeah. Okay. okay. Not as cool as Korea, so, but... New Zealand, yeah. South Korea, and Germany. You guys I know, spread you, out. You'd think someone would go to the homeland, but no. <laughs> <laughs> 
Corbin, great to have you in the studio, B man. Oh, thank you. We'll see you tonight during Boom Shakalaka. Up next, listen to this. This guy just had open heart surgery. Man. He's the father of BYU's Bo Hodge, and he's an ESPN NFL analyst. Merrill Hodge makes his BYU Sports Nation debut. What was it like to watch his son play major college football for the first time against East Carolina? This is BYU Sports Nation. He's going to get a lot of runs Saturday, man. Welcome back, sports friends. Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan in Radio Vision live on BYU Radio and BYU TV presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. We remind you, our Twitter contest of Game Day Grub continues. So tomorrow, send in your... Uh, best pictures of your game day grub. Follow at BYU Sports Nation. Use the hashtag BYUSN to win a prize pack that includes a Dennis Pitt assigned football, among other BYU Sports Nation swag. Send it in. The Twitter contest, Game Day Grub. Also, download your bingo cards. Yeah. We've sent those out on our BYU Sports Nation Twitter account. 25 reasons you should watch BYU Wagner tomorrow, a game within the game. Let's refresh today's BYUSN headlines. Wagner at BYU tomorrow. Coverage beginning at 2 p.m. Eastern tomorrow with Countdown to Kickoff live on BYU TV. That will take you up to the kick live on BYU TV. Dave McCann, Blaine Fowler, Lauren Frank, I'm on the call. Do not miss it. It's, it's, the game. it's BYU football day all day long on BYU TV. It's fantastic. And tonight, 9 Eastern time, boom shakalaka. The BYU Basketball Showcase is on BYU TV. It's your first chance to see the men and women's teams for this year. Uh, check that out, 9 Eastern tonight. Dunk contest, three-point shootout, skills competition, and a round-robin scrimmage. Fifth-ranked BYU women's soccer lost 2-1 to one at San Francisco last night. They need to get a win at Santa Clara, the 20th-ranked team, tomorrow to improve that NCAA tournament stock. 4 p.m. Eastern on the W.TV. And 12th-ranked women's volleyball beat Pepperdine in three on the road, led by Alexa Grace, 15 kills, 12 digs. BYU plays at LMU tomorrow, 3 Eastern on the W.TV. Making his BYU Sports Nation debut and joining us on the Deseret First Credit Union hotline is ESPN NFL analyst, former NFL running back, and Idaho State Bengal Merrill Hodge. Merrill, welcome to BYU Sports Nation. It's good to be on your show, fellas. How you guys doing? Fantastic. So you recently had open heart surgery. What? Uh, how is your health? <laughs> That's what I said. When the doctor said, uh, you got to get that fixed, I said, how you do that? He's like, surgery. I said, what? <laughs> <laughs> but, well, just to, to make a long story really, really short, um, it, it went, the surgery went perfect. Um, I'm back to perfect health. I'm actually in shock, quite honestly, how quickly I've recovered. But, um, only because I think with open heart surgery, a nurse put it in probably the best perspective for me when I came out, when I was in the ICU unit, when I just came out of surgery, she's like, you know, we shut your whole body down and off and now it's got to restart itself. And that really kind of put a perspective on the, uh, the significance and the trauma that your body goes through. But I've invested in my health my entire life. I've always found great value um, in just, A, how I've been able to live my life in the way that I've been able to be active and the things I've been able to do. But it's it's helped me through my head trauma that ended my career in football, cancer that I was diagnosed with 13 years ago, and then this. And then this one probably more than the other two, um, just the value of taking care of your body and investing in your health, how much it has paid off for me and how well I feel, how Things I can do now that are, you know, I've already been clear to get back to work. Um, I do a lot of things that I was doing prior to it, and it's only been a little over two weeks. So very blessed, very grateful, and uh, thank you for asking, buddy. 
Well, that's great news. Uh, great to see that. And we've, we've seen some different tweets and Instagram photos you sent out. Uh, you look ripped. Bo looks ripped. Who's more ripped? God, I hate Bo. Bo is so <laughs> I When Bo and I work out, I'm like, you know something? This is not fair. I mean, I, I, work my, I have to work my butt off to just come close to that kid. He is so gifted physically. Um, you know, genetically, he's just, he just was blessed with a, a, um, you know, just, a, you know, I've been to, um, training and nutrition, you know, I'm both, you know, passionate about taking care of his body as well, but, um, he is just proportionally as athletically gifted as I've ever seen. Like his bellies of his muscles are a lot longer. Like his legs are longer than mine. He's, he's got better hips. He's got a better core. He's got better everything, but, um, when he and I stand up, he's about a half inch taller than I am. He's about six one and a half. But when he when he stands and puts his arm over the top of me, because one day I was having him help me do some stuff downstairs, and I'm like, "Now, boy, you're gonna stand on your tippy toes to hold this." And he, he when he puts his arms in the air, he's like four inches taller than I am. I'm like, "Get the heck out of here! Look how really long your arms are, man!" But now nah, he's a he's a blessed kid that he's so. Um, He's so ripped, and he and he takes pride in taking care of his body. So um, he'll stay like that for as long as he wants to. If he stays after like that, Merrill Hodge with us on BYU Sports Nation. His son Bo plays quarterback at BYU. We expect to see a lot of run from him tomorrow against Wagner. What are you hoping to see tomorrow from Bo when he gets on the field against the Seahawks of Wagner? Well, what I you know, Bo's gifted in so many areas, um, and I hope that you know. Well, he's going to have hopefully against Wagner that he hasn't had in other in the outing against East East Carolina was the um, just he'll be more prepared. You know, he has more reps. He's he's done a lot more the last couple of weeks in order to be prepared. You know, I he wasn't happy with his performance um, when he got in uh, the game a couple of weeks ago, and you know, we just talked about when he was a junior, a similar thing happened to him. We played again across the river here in Ohio, um, a a team called Elder, which is one of the best teams in the country. You always see him in the top 25 in high school. And we had him on the ropes. Now, Bo was a junior, um, so he was playing more wide receiver than he was quarterback. And the quarterback got hurt, and he had to come in for the last drive of the game. I want to say we had like a timeout, a minute, 43 seconds. We had really had plenty of time. And um, I, I want to say he completed one and then had three incompletions. And, you know, we ended up losing the game. And, you know, he obviously was a similar situation to a couple weeks ago. And I, I said, well, let me ask something, Bo. How many reps have you got this week? And how many times did you go through that two-minute situation? He said, well, I don't get a practice quarterback at all. I've never been to that. I go, well, then, you know, I know you're disappointed. And I know you're upset. But that's why you prepare. And when you haven't been prepared and you haven't been in those situations and the coach is not prepared for that, you know, if you got what you, I mean, you kind of, you get what you prepare for, you know, and I go, that's not your fault. You know, they, there's only so more reps, so many reps and times you have, and, you know, they didn't give him that time. And, you know, and I go, but that's a great lesson for when you do have the time, you get the reps, how valuable they are. And when you do prepare, it's like, you know, that's what I love about sports is that it's a great, they're great life lessons there. Preparation is probably the most vital thing in anything that we do in life. You know, schooling, work, whatever we're doing, you got to be prepared. You got to do the work in order to execute to a high level. And when you don't get that, then the results are going to be like that. And you know, that's why preparing is so vital. So it's been, you know, some good lessons for him and how to prepare the value in preparing so that you can perform at a high level. 
What was it like for you as a father when you saw Tanner Mangum uh, get carried off the field and you knew Bo was going to come in that next series against East Carolina? Well, you know, first I never like to see you know anybody on our team get hurt, um, and I was kind of bummed because you know I was really hoping Bo to get a red shirt this year. You know, it, it got to the point I really thought that that would happen for him, um, but. There's also a certain sense of excitement to see him walk out on that field. In fact, Lex and I was, was I four days removed from heart surgery? Yeah, I think it was four to five days because Bo called me after and his first word was, how's your heart? What? <laughs> I was That's like, good yeah, I go, yeah thanks, thanks, son. Because I was only like five days removed from open heart surgery, too, so when this happens, too. So I'm, I'm like, and I knew it was going to happen. I swear to you. I knew when I had scheduled this surgery, I was like, I'm going to tell you this, somehow he's going to end up on that field, and I'm not going to be there, which that bummed me out the most. I've been to every game. I coached him for seven, eight years, and to not be there bummed me out. But to watch him and, you know, and listen, at the end of the day, I mean, I thought he performed as good as you can perform based on the preparation that he had. You know, I, I didn't see a kid who was overwhelmed by it. Did he perform like he wanted to? No. And like he can? No. But that will be different Saturday. Might be a lot different Saturday. What was the decision like in his picking out a college and, and making the decision to come to BYU uh, as you watched him go through that recruitment process? Well, you know, Bo's story is somewhat unique. Um, you know, Bo really targeted BYU. That's where he wanted to go. Um, we, even though we did a bunch of junior days at some different schools from Utah State, to LSU, to Cincinnati, to Pitt, um, that's where he wanted to play. And, uh, you know, so we went there on one of his junior days, and then we came back during the season. I can't remember what game it was. It might have been UNLV because I remember it was cold as can be. But, um, you know, they offered him at that game, and um, I actually thought Bo would, uh, was going to say, tell Bronco, uh, commit right then. And we're on our way back to the car. I'm like, wow, I was shocked you didn't commit to him. And he's like, well, Dad, I got, a, I got some other schools I need to tell first before I commit. And I was like, gosh, dang it, Bo, here, here I am, a dad learning a lesson again for my son. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> I, was, I was about ready to kick him in the leg. Like, Bo, is this where you want to be? What are you doing? <laughs> and, he, and I was like, I had such respect for him. I was like, yeah, you know what, Bo, that, is, that was the right thing to do and the better thing to do. Even though he could have committed and the next day told him, but he didn't want to do it in that order, and I have great respect for that. And he wanted to do it in that order. So, um, you know, no matter how many scholarships you're offered, you can only take one. And um, he got to go where he's, his heart desired, and I was there at BYU. And I've really been impressed by Bo's character as well. Met him on uh, the, the trip before signing day in February. Uh, you know, met him this fall a couple times. I've, I've really been impressed by that as well. BYU's 5-2 and two so far, Merrill. What do you think of BYU's team so far this year? Well, listen, I, I love, you know, I've watched them from the very beginning, you know, and I know some of the mindsets they were trying to, to, to create, you know, you know, a tougher and a finish mentality. And you can see that, you know, they have, they've practiced that and they've worked hard on that from the very beginning and that's starting to pay off in a lot of games, you know, defensively, they do such a good job. You know, watching them, how they pressure is interesting. Cause I, you know, I'm just sitting here studying the Denver Broncos actually. So I'm, I'm looking at all the past plays that they have defended this year. I'm watching their defense. It's just 274. So I'm about 200 into it. And, you know, as you watch all the pressures and schemes that they apply, you know, they're, not, they're a lot more significant. They're faster. They're more efficient because they're pros. They have all the time to devote there. But 
you know, BYU, their defense, you know, when they comes down, if, if it's a pass-oriented scheme that they got to defend, they're going to match up against anybody in the country. You know, they just do such a good job from that. They have such good athletes, and they do such a good job of their timing and their the speed and the scheme in which they they blitz in. Um, you know, passing game, I mean, or the offense, you know, the, the coaches have done a good job of having to transform from one style to another. And, you know, that's taken a little bit of time, but they've really done a good job of molding into Tanner's strengths, which is the really thing, the smartest. I've always believed that you want to be a great coach, be flexible. Be able to mold and um, form your philosophy to fit the strength of your players. And uh, they're only getting better. You can see that they're getting better on both sides of the ball. So um, it was unfortunate they ran into, you know, a buzz on Michigan. Um, and even UCLA game, Castaigne had that game. But you know what? Listen, to have the record they have with the brutal schedule they've had, they, uh, I've been impressed with them, and they're gonna they'll finish really strong as the season goes on. Merrill Hodge with us on BYU Sports Nation, father of BYU quarterback Bo Hodge, ESPN NFL analyst. You mentioned you coached Bo for eight years. So right now, what is the message to him from you about what he needs to work on and where he needs to get better? Well, you know, we've got to talk to Bo every week about just being ready. You know, you got to be ready, Bo, at all times. And you can, and being ready is, you know, you know that's that's a little different. You can only you only get a few reps, um, I go. But during the game, you know, stay involved with what's going on. Now, understand what they're doing. And actually, in the East Carolina game, that was the one thing that I was most impressed with. And he he told me he's like, you know, Dad. Now, when he said it was faster than he expected, that that is completely. That happens to everybody. It is so much faster than you expect. But he could tell everything that was going to – he goes, I knew what coverage they were in. I knew when they were rotating. He goes, I was late on a few things because it was so fast. And that's understandable. But he could identify what was going on, and he understood what they were doing, which are all good signs that he sees those things early on. And the goal that that we talk about all the time is that – as a freshman, I've always believed this. As a freshman and a rookie, I did it. People always want to say, oh, get in front of the line, you know, be the first one. I tell Bo, don't you ever get in front of the line and be first in line, especially if you don't know what you're doing. Because the best way to fail and look bad, be smart, get back to the line, and watch and learn. And that's really what we've talked about this year. I think Bo's done a good job of just trying to learn, you know, getting back to the line. Now, there'll be a time that he's in the front of the line, but that's when he's – more prepared and has the things more experience. And until that happens, he won't be in front of the line. He'll be in the back of the line. But, um, you know, Saturday, I hope he does play a lot because you, you get to see that he is a very gifted player. And I don't say that as a doubt. I mean, I've coached him for a long time. I've been able to separate him and the 22 other kids I coached for nearly a decade and watch them. He is a special player and has his tremendous gifts. And he has things you can't teach from composure his arm strength, his feet are dynamic, um, and he's he's the most instinctive player I've ever been around. And you'll start, you'll get, to, you guys, hopefully, you guys get to see a little bit of that on Saturday. Merrill, it's great to talk to you. I have to tell you, I was playing Tecmo Super Bowl. This is a true story with the Bengals against the Steelers, and uh, the CP, <laughs> the computer version of yourself, was absolutely destroying me. Well, you know what? You know what's funny about that story. Um, there was a year. See, that was the year I made the All Madden team. So if you're on the All Madden team, you were almost virtually unstoppable. But I did have one flaw. If you hit if you hit the C button way too much, I would fumble on occasion. Well, 
I went into Philadelphia. We were playing the Philadelphia Eagles, and um, this kid named Jeff Graham we had drafted from Ohio State. I just kind of brought him under my wing. He was he had held out his rookie years, a third round draft pick, and. Now, I think our Philly was our second or third game, and we walked out on the field early to stretch, warm up. They just let fans in. And there was this fan that was at the bottom of the arena following me and just, I mean, like tongue-lashing me like I had never been tongue-lashed before, calling me every name <laughs> in the book. I mean, just butchering me. We're walking down the field. And Jeff Graham's like, man, is this the NFL? Like, well, not really. This is Philly. I mean, I, I, I don't know what the guy's <laughs> problem is. But as we head back towards the the end zone, so we went 100 yards down, we're about 50 back, and he finally yells, you idiot, you lost technable for me. And I'm like, what hit the C button? Because I'm, I'm sure I probably fumbled, like, because if you hit the C button too much, it, uh, I'd fumble. So, oh, my gosh, I was like, of all places and of all things, only in Philly would that happen. C button, oh, man, that'll get you. That's fantastic. Merrill, it's been great to talk to you. Let's do this again soon. All right, good luck to you guys Saturday. Take care, man. Merrill Hodge on the Deseret First Credit Union Hotline. Deseret First, your values, your timeline, your financial future. That's funny, man. You and I both played. I played two games of Tecmo Monday night. I love Tecmo, man. I'm telling you, the Steelers are awesome in that game, and he is so fast. Yeah, I got to keep taking it to Gleminate 11. <laughs> Up next, New York Times best-selling author and Sports Illustrated contributor Jeff Benedict. What's his latest project featuring BYU ties? BYU Sports Nation presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan live from Studio B on a Friday. Remember, if you miss an episode live, the rebroadcast airs weeknights on BYU TV, 6 p.m. Eastern. Speaking of the BYU Store... It's a BYU Sports Nation special again today. 30% off today. At BYUstore.com, 30% off select replica jerseys, courtesy of our sponsor, the BYU Store. Go to BYUstore.com, click on the BYU Sports Nation button to choose your jersey. Also, don't forget, tonight, boom, shakalaka. 9 Eastern time, check it out, live from the Marriott Center. We're hosting that. Very exciting. Uh, If you missed it, it's a dunk contest, three-point shootout, skills competition, and you'll see the team scrimmage for the first time. Joining us now, second in-studio guest, Jeff Benedict, New York Times bestselling author, Sports Illustrated contributor, a guy who uh, doesn't get much sleep ever. He's always got something going on. (laughs) And it's been a while. It's good to have you back, Jeff. Good to have you back. The question is, do you have a Steve Young sports replica jersey over at the store? We've uh, There's one right there hanging up right there. We've asked him for I want one. (laughs) We've asked him for a creamsicle from the Bucks. That's what we He said he was he seriously said, I will I will look for one. He's like, I don't know where they are. He hasn't looked yet. Uh, No, no, he hasn't. (laughs) He's a busy dude. You're working on an NFL films project with Steve, and that's obviously keeping you very busy uh, amongst other things. So kind of give us an update of of what's been happening there. Sure. Uh, This is a great, great project, and I can tell you that for me, it's the first time ever doing any work with NFL films. They, I don't know, they they don't use outsiders really, but this is kind of a unique uh, project because the film is based on Steve's, um, the manuscript that I've been working on with Steve for the last three and a half years, the story of his football life. And naturally, the NFL Films has a documentary series called A Football Life. And so um, they'd wanted to do a film on Steve for years. And when they learned that he had commissioned someone to write his football life uh, for book, um, we showed him the manuscript and they really, really liked it. And so we started working on this film 
um, which really closely tracks the book. I mean, it, it is the book on film. It's just uh, a fantastic, it's been a fantastic marriage all the way around, and it's been wonderful watching them make the film. So uh, I think a year or two ago, you told us that you had some involvement in writing, yeah, this kind of personal memoir. So this has ended up being a book and then a, a film now. Yeah, so the, the um, we've been working on the manuscript for three and a half, going on four years. Wow. Been working on the film since March. Uh, NFL Films approached him a year before that, but they started shooting in March of this year. Uh, the first shoot we did was at Candlestick Park, and the reason for that was because Candlestick Park was was being demolished. It was actually partially demolished when we filmed there, which made the filming all the more amazing. Uh, the stadium was partially constructed. Your your viewers are looking at a picture that I took from Candlestick Park the day that we shot there with Steve. That's wow. <laughs> one side of the stadium, which we're, we're, that picture was taken from inside the stadium. And um, it, it's the side of the stadium that's uh, behind the visitor's bench. And you can now see it there in that picture. Um, but th- I think that part of the film alone is – there's so many elements to Steve's film that will be – unique and unprecedented for even a football life that uh, it's going to be an incredible visual experience for people to watch from home. I'm gathering you've had to do quite a bit of travel for this as well. The the other thing that's been fun about this is the filming has been done all over the place. We just did our last, we actually finished shooting the film this week, Monday night in Philadelphia. And um, it was fantastic, but we've, we've shot, you know, all over the place, including here at BYU. I mean, this summer, um, we did some really interesting things here at BYU uh, on different parts of the campus, basically because obviously BYU is part of Steve's football life. I mean, his years here are covered in the film. I mean, BYU fans will love that part of the film. Um, yeah, so. One of the great untold stories in, uh, in BYU sports to me is Ziggy Ansah. To me, his story is better than Million Dollar Arm. It's better than The Blind Side because yeah. he's a better athlete yeah. and came from a similar kind of – crazy story. What's the latest with Ziggy Ansah? Well, the latest is that, uh, you know, prior to last week, he was tied for the league lead in, in sacks. Um, and he was incredible. It's incredible. I mean, it's just, uh, it's, it's really, it's really remarkable, truly remarkable that he's become in three short years. It's not even been three, it's two and a half seasons. He's become uh, a premier pass rusher in the NFC and in the NFL and he's already on track to surpass Nadakam Sue. Um, he's now even with Sue in terms of how many sacks he's had in his first two and a half seasons. Wow. And so, <laughs> I mean, and Sue is a force. I mean, he's a force. And so I think that, um, the, of course, and Ziggy doesn't have the reputation of being a dirty player. You know, he's, he's a very likable person off the field. But I think what he's done is uh, – I still get questioned about that original Sports Illustrated story about him, the next Zig thing, mm-hmm. because I remember, you know, I don't, I'm not saying I discovered him, but I mean, I personally discovered him when I was here writing about Kyle Van Noy and Bronco Mendenhall for, for the book, The System. And so my personal discovery of Ziggy happened while I was here then. I had never heard of this guy before. And certainly the magazine had never heard of him. And um, it, it's been really uh, fascinating to watch. Sometimes when you see stuff like that in college or high school, you make these projections about what these guys are going to do, and most of the time it never pans out. It never meets the hype and all that. In Ziggy's case, I think he surpassed it. I mean, he was of the fifth picker overall in the first uh, round, and he had an incredible rookie season, and 
his pro career is just it's really taking off. And I mean, the sky's the limit for this guy. Jimmy yeah. around for a long time, barring serious injury. He dunked on me multiple times playing pickup basketball. By the way, I mean, he can dunk on anybody. <laughs> yeah, on I anybody. Mean, he's, yeah, and he was nice about it. That's yeah, that's the thing that was cool. Yeah, accomplished author and very busy guy, Jeff Benedict, friend of BYU Sports Nation, with us in Studio B. Uh, we'll end with this, Jeff. If you had to to write a book and title it about what has happened with BYU football this season, with Taysom Hill leaving and the Hail Marys, and the emergence of Tanner Mangum, where would you start? In putting that project together, I, I, what's next? I mean, it, you know, it's hard to. Taysom's career here has been, um, as much as Ziggy's been remarkably unpredictable in the right direction, it's it's been really hard to see uh, for anybody. You don't have to be a BYU fan. It's, it's it's frustrating to see a guy with this much talent and this much drive, and he really is durable. I mean, the kinds of hits that he takes uh, and keeps going, it's amazing to me that he's had this many, you know, season-ending injuries. And so, I don't know. I mean, he's still uh, this fantastic quarterback that you wonder, will will he ever get to really shine here for a full season, not only here but in NCAA college football? I don't know. Um, I haven't got to see this other guy very much. I mean, I've seen his Hail Marys, but I haven't really watched him play, so it's – Hard for me to say much about that. And I haven't watched BYU that much this year. I just uh, haven't had the chance. So we got to go to break uh, in just a second. But tell us about the system getting maybe something on TV related to that. Yeah, so the system is being made into a television series, a drama for the Stars Network. Wow. We have uh, Adam Mazur, who is a great Hollywood film scriptwriter. He's written huge films like Breach and You Don't Know Jack. He's just he's a film writer, and here he has signed on to write a television drama for us. Wow. Um, I've been going around with him, so has Armin. Armin took him to Alabama. I took him to Washington State to follow Mike Leach around. He went and followed Nick Saban around. He's The pilot episode is being written as we speak, uh, and the first season is also being worked on. And, you know, if all goes well, next fall uh, the system will be on television. Steve Young will be on the NFL Network, and – uh, two really good, two really good projects. Awesome! It's good to be Jeff Benedict. It's good to have you here again. <laughs> good to be back. Thanks, guys. Up next on BYU Sports Nation, we put a bow on this Friday show. We go fast, go hard. Next on BYU Radio and BYU TV. Today's BYU Sports Nation Rise and Shout brought to you by Dexter and Dexter. Help when you need it most, DexterLaw.com. We're giving it to Alexa Gray, leveraging the karma. 15 kills, 12 digs, and a win over Pepperdine. Join the conversation on Twitter. Download the podcast on iTunes for Jeremiah Spencer. Shout out to Mike.